podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Sissoko finally waited. Ericsson, low, great ball into the middle. What a save by Heaton. Tonight's Davison Sanchez, Lucas Moura. And belted into the net, brilliant goal. On debut, Tungay Ongombele has scored the equaliser for Spurs. Lucas Moura clips it. Oh, great goal! Stephen Bergwijn has arrived in North London! That is absolutely incredible on debut! Oh, yay! What a finish for 3-2 from Serge Aurier! Kane, good area for Spurs. Kane's not afraid to shoot. Wow, what a goal, Harry Kane. That is exceptional. Try and place it. Wonderfully taken by Eric Lamella. Never afraid to take on a shot, and with good reason. Terry in the Burnley back line, Minson breaks forward. Oh wow, what a run. Yen Minson from inside his own half has scored one of the best goals of his Spurs career. Alright, good evening. Welcome to a, um, a slightly dejected, but maybe even hectic New Spurs order pod. I'll be your um, host for the next 5-10 minutes, X-Pack. And I'll be uh, joined today by, firstly, um, a fairly special guest. He's quite active in the Spurs community. Ash, how you doing, man? What's going on, man? Thanks for having me on, man. It's about time. It is about time. It has it has felt very overdue, to be fair. And welcome on. And uh, Kevin Niash, how you doing? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm here for the vibes. I saw that we had a guest, so I thought I'd show face, just in case he stepped out of line, give him a... Elbow drop, a DDT, maybe a jackknife. You know the vibes. <laughs> Just it may playing. not be the last appearance, vibes, though. We man. might have to find him uh, an NSO name or news. We might have order. to. This will be the, him getting jumped into the to the to the gang. <laughs> we have to get the spray cans up. Does that yeah, have to be a WWE name? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, we'll 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 brief you. We'll brief you. <laughs> And uh, we got Goldberg on, who's um, yo, sort of showing face. How you doing, man? I'm good, man. I'll show my face in a second. One sec. I'm just cleaning myself up. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is... Jeez. You have no reason to be doing that. <laughs> Undeserved. But, yeah, let's get straight into it. Obviously, we're off the back of um, quite a hectic period. A couple of... Um, Tiring games to say the least, starting home against Liverpool. Um, boy, Ash, what were your expectations going into that, especially seeing the lineup? Like over the last few weeks, my expectations was very simple. We're gonna get peppered first half. And do you know what? I was actually saying to my boy, I was saying we kind of get lucky against lower league teams where we set up the way we do first half. And I said to him straight from the get-go, I said, if we do this against Liverpool. They're going to put two or three past us in the first half. And the exact, I checked the score. Obviously, I didn't watch the first half, but I checked the score. I saw that situation, so I wasn't surprised. But then I said before the game, I expect our second half to turn it on. But I wasn't expecting to win because I thought we would have we would have taken enough damage in the first half. And so my I, my best hope was a draw. Coming out of that was a 2-2 draw. Yeah, I predicted a 2-2 draw as well, funnily enough. Obviously, it didn't play quite out that way. Um, Kevin Nash, what was your kind of 
thoughts on the first half considering the, I guess, circumstantial lineup? Yeah, so I, I think the biggest the biggest takeaway was obviously that Perisic was starting up top. Um, and I did catch uh, brothers Booker T and Goldberg before the before the match, and I, I, I hypothesized. I thought surely he's not going to play Perisic up top next to Kane. Maybe it will be a four three three. Maybe he'll put Sesson Young as as one of the wide forwards because he seems to like him inverting and. To my dismay, no, he just shoehorned a 34-year-old Perisic into a position that he's not primed or ready or even really, I don't think he's played up up top in a in a, mid, in a uh, front two. Definitely not, under Spurs, not at Spurs. So, yeah, it was a shocker. Um, I've been on record saying for weeks and weeks and weeks, whenever I come on pretty much that this three in midfield, this... Three five two just doesn't work for us. Um, but lo and behold, we play it anyway, and we got absolutely slapped in the first half. Damn! With hindsight, what uh, changes would you have made? Do you think? I think Perisic's last game, and correct me if I'm wrong, Ash, because you're a slight fan of Inter as well. I understand that? Like, I think Perisic moved up top in the Italian Cup final and effectively um, clutched he the had, game he, for Inter. He, he's, he's someone that, if need be, he will play him in a forward position. But it's not like it's last. It's last resort. Yeah, last resort. I thought he would do that because uh, for me, um, essentially, you remember, been better than playing Croatia, Lucas Mora. For Croatia, he plays as a forward. Remember that, innit? A wide forward, though, right? Yeah, yeah. Does yeah, play, yeah, wide yeah. forward, not a front. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But oh, it, it is what it is, man. I, I personally, I don't, I don't. In that situation, like, what do you do? Like, play Lucas Moura and you get over it. But Moura was carrying a knock. That's the thing. I, I, I think with, with with the lineup as well, because it just, I was thinking it, and the obvious standout is like, and I know Sai, yeah, he probably might have been flung, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, but it's a needs must situation. And I remember I was saying it to you and Tots beforehand. I wouldn't have played. I would have played um, Brian Hill. I would have started with Brian Hill because. Listen, okay, yeah, he'll get flung about, but what were any of our attackers doing in the first half? Harry Kane was being pocketed by Kanate. Perisic was trying to press from the front, was was trying to press, was trying to work his socks off, but wasn't really influential through. It was just yeah through, through the middle, and it's just like I, I feel like that that shape, <laughs> that shape. I could understand the midfield, like with the with the attacking situation that we had. I don't think he could get away with with playing the two in midfield. Um, I could understand the back three. Fair enough. Like Romero's injured, Sanchez ain't good enough. Dyer did a job at right centre back against Bournemouth. Play him, but I just couldn't get my head, and I will never get my head around the wing backs, and I'll never get my head around the decision to to put Perisic in the two instead of just playing him at left wing back. It just it didn't make any sense to me. It didn't make any sense to me. But to be honest. Irrespective of what lineup he went with, I think this sort of passive approach that we have in games is is really problematic now. And I think every single Spurs fan could could see that if Spurs come up against a team, if Spurs come up against a team that are better than them, and you play like this, you're not going to have a game to recover. You have to start differently, otherwise you won't have a game to recover. I genuinely thought, you know what, it's Liverpool. Let's try and rise it because we rose it 
on them last season. Genuinely, we did. Last season, we played a 3-5-2 and I wasn't expecting Spurs to win. I was expecting a loss. We played a 3-5-2 of Son and Kane, midfield of Dele, Winks and Endombele and a back five of Sessegnon. That was a solid performance. That exactly. Sessegnon, Davies, Dyer, um, Sanchez, because I don't think... Yeah, Romero was injured. And and um, who was playing right wing back? Yeah, Emerson Royale. I did not expect that team to win. And, oh, sorry, I didn't even expect that team to get a point. And they should have beaten Liverpool. So I was thinking, you know what? Come on, like, you've got to rise it now. Like, Liverpool are, they're vulnerable. And for us to play the same way we've done in the last couple of games and for most of this season in the first half, it's a recipe for disaster against that team. Like, <laughs> you're not playing a recipe against, against anybody. We've, we've, we've seen over the last, since the switch to the free in midfield, We've seen us almost. We we're even more passive than we were when we played the three four three, which is almost impossible. But we don't look like we want to go forward at all. We saw you know we what? saw early on that we would send we would send one of the midfielders forward to press, right? We see it, but it's not a unified press. It's that person will run around the pitch, chasing shadows. The front line of whether it's Sun and Kane or Perisic and Kane, they'll just get played around. And then you have Hoybier as an extra man wherever he decides to be on the pitch, just getting ghosted by. And then you've got basically one midfielder in there trying to stop attacks. That, to me, doesn't seem like something we should be... We should approach in games with. We should be pushing wing-backs further forward to press. We should have more solidity in the midfield but we almost undo all of the structural advantages that uh, a 5-3-2 five, five, is, is what it really is. Everything that that is supposed to bring structurally just gets negated by the, by the approach of the team. It's absolutely and, and, ridiculous. And I, I think like it makes our players look bad when really it's the structure of, of... Because it's very easy for any team to outplay us. Very, very easy. And it shouldn't be like that. And I don't think it, it makes our players look bad and everyone's like, oh, he's shit or he's this and he's that. And it's just like, that. I just don't feel that's the case. For me, I don't think the free midfielder is the problem. Right? Huh? I, I don't think that's the problem because last season, like, like you were saying, when we, do you remember Leicester away we played it? Yeah. And the thing is, Leicester away, we won it in the last second, but let's have it right. We should have put the game to... We should have put the game to bed in the first half. I remember Kane missed those two chances. Somebody else missed somebody. We should have we battered Leicester that game. So I don't mm. think it's that free in midfield that's the problem. And I just feel like I don't know, man. There's something because a few people have said it now. Conte's assistant said it the other day. Miguel Delaney said it um a couple of weeks ago. He basically said that he's had it put to him that apparently Conte is um they, but it's coming out that apparently Conte tries to reserve energy in the first half to reduce the risk of injury. So in the second half, we can turn it on. And also, he wants to reserve, he wants to um, he wants to save as much energy as possible in the players till after the World Cup. So he wants to have it set up where after the World Cup, the players are ready to go full throttle. But now, I don't know if that's true. We don't know if that's true because we don't know what's going to happen. Yeah? But... He's killing us right now. Mm. Look at I don't see the logic in that from Conte if that is true, yeah. because there's so many things that can happen at the World Cup. And for me, 
the three five two. I, like I, I've always, I've said quite a few times, I don't think we have the midfield profiles to play three five two. I don't think it's dynamic enough. We already know about the wingbacks, and um, but against Liverpool, obviously hindsight you probably changed it. But I felt like we needed the three in midfield to just, just show more legs than Liverpool. Like their, their midfield off the ball. Is flagging hard. Terrible. Flagging hard. Like Thiago does okay. Fabinho's shocking. Henderson's on the down. So I was quite pleased that we actually did rock up with their three. I expected us to get on the front foot, which we tried to do, but we, I guess, we just didn't have enough. The the problem with that, though, man, is is I don't care who we go against. If Hoybier can't engage a player and be within five yards of of them when they're dribbling, or can't step into a passing lane and cut anything out. We don't we don't have an advantage playing free midfield. So just put put that player somewhere else on the pitch because he's doing fuck all on on the off in the off ball situations. Doing absolutely nothing. Do you know like, what it's he's on, actually a deficit, dude. Like defend your king, man. No, it's not even it's not even just hey, hey, before he comes in defends his piece. Before he comes in and defends his piece. Yeah. I'm not before, defending. Hey, nobody's seen my face. Nobody's seen my damn face. Nobody invited loud and clear. Yeah, I, I say I'm not a player. I'm talking to you. Yeah. yeah? You man go hear me loud and clear. I've had enough. Yeah. I've had a damn enough. I want Hoisin gone tomorrow. Bro. Yeah. And get, hear me clear. Hear me get loud him out and clear. Of my club. Listen. I'm done with him. You, no, you man, not. you man don't understand. I don't care about this whole reserving energy nonsense. Bruv, if we don't turn it on after the World Cup. I'm on. I'm on contact. Listen, I'm the same, bro. I will I'm be the at the same. top of the stadium on real crud doing madness. Yeah. Hey, you may not see my face. You're not gonna see my face. This guy's crazy, man. But no. you know what it is, yeah. Like the the fan unrest, and we'll talk about that later on. But the fan unrest is is increasing, and I I personally think it's ridiculous that his job is even being his job is even being um, put up. Um, in terms of it being at risk, but back on the midfield and the team and the lineup and stuff, I, we have to be honest. Like, I love Conte, but he's made so many mistakes this season. He's made so many mistakes this season. Listen, I know that we have, I know that we have one too many bozos in this squad. We know that, and we'll talk about the second goal as well. I know that, like, we have too many players that just press the self-destruct button, but we also have some good players in this team that. I don't think he's maximizing enough. I, I he's really not. Don't. He's not. I really he's don't. Really I mean, not, name names. Yeah. Who, who, but who, who, who? Jet Spence, Richarlison. How many? How many weeks were we talking about? Bro, Richie Even not dropping Sun for eight games. Not, not, another one being forced to use Basuma instead of integrating him. Basuma is someone that he's simply not getting the best out of. Hundred percent, and even even Skip as well. Even yeah. Skip, Skip was one of the best. Was was one of Conte's best performance before he got injured. And Skip, when did Skip get the all clear? He got the Skip all clear. Is, back Skip in. is one BD guy, bro. I'm not gonna. No, lie. no, 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 no. But the point I'm making. Listen, I'm not trying to say he's the beatings, but Skip isn't a bad player. He proved nah, he's that. He's not bad. He's not bad. And, but... and he's he's a play. He's a player that could have. He's a player that that should should have played mine and could have played a greater part in our season to date. But the point I'm making is, like. He's genuinely struggling to rotate this team properly outside of the back line. Outside of the back line, he's not rotating this team well enough. Bro, he's not. 
you see the problem. You see the problem I have with him is that he's so fucking stubborn and it's it's jarring because right now, obviously we all know Spence wasn't his signing. We get it, yeah. But he is just flat out refusing to play this guy because it's not his signing, and it's like. I think maybe he's trying to send a message that don't sign players I don't want, I don't play them. Bro, I know it's a small sample size, but what I saw from Spence yesterday, you cannot tell me that this guy can get... You cannot tell me that Emerson or Doherty give you more than him. You can't... I'm not listening. To, I don't want to hear it. Yeah? Why? The guy, The guy is too damn stubborn. Why was Brian Hill not starting yesterday? Why? Oh, my God. Go on, Brian. Go on. Let's hear your excuse. Go on. I listen, first and foremost, I'm going to say everyone knew what Conte was before he came in. So yeah. my man wearing an Inter shirt singing Antonio, Antonio is one thing. Number two, Ash was twerking like Megan and Stallion before uh, Conte came in. So I don't want to hear that either, right? You nah, nah, knew nah, his nah, profile. Nah, nah. You knew his profile before no, no, he no, listen, listen, You knew I... that he liked the small squad. You knew that he didn't rotate. He used the no, least no, no, players when he won the he, title he at Chelsea. He didn't rotate at Inter because he had no players, bro. Who did he have? He didn't DeMarco? rotate at Chelsea because he chose not to. He didn't rotate at Chelsea either. Who, uh, who did Chelsea? Nah, Chelsea. Yeah, you man, you man, are forgetting. You man are forgetting two things. Yeah, what he's doing with Jed and even Basuma, yeah, is no different to what he did with Ericsson at Inter. Absolutely no different. He didn't want Ericsson at Inter. Nah, no, he, he was the same. He was the same. Until and, and then. And then the thing was, I remember he used to bring Ericsson on and then it wasn't working and it took a while. But then when Ericsson started getting into form, everyone started screaming, you got to start him, you yeah. got to start him, you got to start him. And he wasn't doing it. No, nah, he played him towards the end. He started, yeah, it, was, he started. it was towards the end. Ericsson came in January. It was towards the end of the next season. Yeah, yeah not the whole season, period. Season yeah. And it was just like, this guy is so damn stubborn. I remember Chelsea, his two midfielders, it was... Uh, it, it was uh, Matic Kante, he had Fabregas on the bet. Bro, I remember Diego Costa did an interview where uh, I can't remember what game it was, but they would either draw it, they, they were drawing the game, and Costa was screaming at him. And apparently, Costa said he, ha he actually had to run over to him and said, Bring Fabregas on this pitch now. Yeah. And he, Costa made a scene like on the bench. So he bought Fabregas on, and the inevitable happened. Like, the guy is just. You know, what stuff, bro. You, you know what it is, yeah? You know what it is, yeah? Like, I admire Conte's, like, resilience in his in his plan. Like, he's he backs himself in his plan 100%. And, yeah, I knew that he wasn't the guy who can rotate um, as well as other managers. I knew that he's a, he's a stubborn guy. But in the past, when he's been stubborn, at least it's led to positive results. What do Spurs gain from Conte... From Conte's stubbornness now, with 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 the with the lack of rotation and 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 the lack of and and the insistence in not in in prioritizing poor players, like I'm not you even know here. To... I, do you know one thing I want to say about the rotation? Yeah, Simon mentioned this about he doesn't he doesn't tend to rotate. But my thing is at Inter centre backs wise, he didn't really have who did he, he had a Serbi, Demarco that can maybe play LCB. There wasn't really much rotation yet. Kolarov, he didn't really have like too many players to rotate with, especially uh, midfielders. Who did he have? Gagliardini. Come on, man. Yeah, he doesn't really have that many players to rotate here either. He's got four centre mids. 
It's got four centre mids and, yeah, and but, what, four four attackers who are worth anything. But like, you see, so, you see, so it's, it's 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 not like we've got an abundance of talent. We can't we can't no, say all things. We can't say all things. It's like I I don't disagree. Yes, I my philosophy is you use what you have that's available, right? If if a player is out of favour, but you need to play a body that's fresh enough to complete ninety minutes, you do it for the betterment of the team. But on the flip side. I know the profile of the manager. I know the type of players he likes. I know the type of rotation he likes. I know the squad size that he likes. We know enough about him to not beat our heads against the wall to say, why aren't you doing this thing that we know you're not going to do? Right? That's number one. <laughs> Go on. Number two, number two is, again, we're screaming about Brian Hill and fucking Jed Spence. Je Jed Spence, I'll give, I'll give a little bit of leeway for, right? Because we haven't seen enough to even really state an opinion on him. But on the flip side, we haven't seen enough to state an opinion on him. So it's like, he may well be the the, the second coming of Christ. He may well be our, our Kobe Bryant. Resembles him, where he's, where's his number? Cool, he might be that guy. But he's not shown any anything as of yet to, show, to, to indicate that. So I'm not going to scream for him to start over two recognised players who have... Over over fifty games for us. Right, let's the manager trust. I'm not going to do right, that. Let's 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 look at it this way. Yeah, let's look at it this way. And I think we can we, we can actually touch touch on the goals after this year. Like, and I guess we can even bring Nottingham Forest into the into the equation. So Liverpool and Nottingham Forest. Yeah, he plays Perisic up top alongside Harry Kane, and he plays Sessegnon left back. Brian Hill. We all know. Brian Hill is physically nowhere near ready to be playing regular first team football. But it's but why? Why? I don't. Because I don't. He's, because he's flip. You actually, he weighs like ten kg. He gets flung around, bro. Brian Hill doesn't have the body. He does not have the body to be able to play um, Premier League football right now to a good standard. I, he I, I don't. I, I think that's a, a narrative that's just out there. It's I, not a narrative. You've, nah, I, you've literally seen nah, him. It's, it's, it's not. Feet. It's not a narrative. It's I think narrative. what you're touching, hey, the, trying hey, to touch upon, actually, is like, have do we have a it's lack of a plan it, what for I'm his saying, development? Actually, it, it, what I'm saying, actually, yeah, it's it's not a narrative yet because Scott Hall at HQ is vexed. It's not a narrative. Okay, you know we've what? Seen, yeah, we've seen Hill come on the pitch and fall over when when the ball is at his feet. Nobody's touched him. The wind has knocked him over. Yeah, the guy is gonna get knocked from pillar to post. Listen, he's a he's a quality player in terms of when the ball's at his feet, he has no fear in taking on any man, but he has the inability to literally be press resistant. He is incapable of being press resistant. What will happen is you get on the ball, man will take the ball off him, and they will continue attacking us. It just doesn't work for us, and we're just gonna be pissed. That this five-year-old is getting bummed over, yeah, in his Beatles haircut. Why has he not got a better haircut? For flip's yeah, sake. Yeah, you know what it is as well, yeah. But the thing is, even with Brian Hill's issues, yeah, I mean, the reason why I'm saying start him is because with Perisic playing up top... Bro, it's against Bournemouth, bro. I'm not asking to start him against Man City. Ash, Ash, Ash wait, one sec. So, I'm I'm talking Liverpool, Liverpool and Nottingham Forest. I'm saying... Sorry, not Bournemouth, sorry, Nottingham Forest. I want you, you, that. That's what I'm saying. I wanted, despite these issues, I wanted him to start because I would rather have one position strong than two positions weak. And what I mean by that is Perisic playing up top. What purpose does it serve Spurs? What threat is Perisic when he's playing in the two with Harry Kane? So you have Perisic playing in the two, and you don't really get to maximize his his best qualities. And then you have 
Ryan Suss playing left wing back, who is who we all know you is know not what? Really yeah. good enough. So my I... thinking is you'd rather when when Perisic moved to left wing back in the second half, what happened? What was he doing to Trent Alexander Arnold? What was uh, he doing? Not much. Come on, man. Not much. Not much. Oh, wait, wait. Not much. Not oh, much. Not Come much. On, no, not like like like. Let, 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 let's let's be fair. We were improved in the second half. We were much better, bro. That second half, I was like, performance. Yo, but nah, I'm, not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna hype up Perisic's performance against Trent. That's what I'm not gonna do. I'm not, but it's not even a hype thing. Perisic was objectively good in the second he half. Was, he, he was, caused, he was solid. And he caused Trent Trent problems, which serves my point. I'm saying I would rather see, I would rather see Perisic in. The position where he can do the most damage for Spurs, even if it means playing Brian Hill up top, than to see Perisic in a position where he doesn't really make an impact for Spurs, and we still have Ryan Suss who offers us next to nothing on the left hand side. And listen, I don't, I don't disagree with that sentiment. I, I fully agree. That's that's where the balance part comes in. At the end of the day, Brian Hill is a recognised wide forward. Whichever side you want to put him on, he's recognised in that space. I would have dropped one of the midfielders, sacrificed that. Tell one of the motherfuckers to, to to pull inside and make up the numbers in midfield if you need them to, but have players recognise in their right positions. That's just fundamental to putting a competent side out. Obviously, I, a lot of people now, off the back of team selections and style of play, are putting pressure on Conte in terms I of... Yeah, right? I think that's ridiculous. And again... He, de he, de he deserves smoke right now, I can't lie. You can smoke him if you want to, but pressure mm -hmm. for his job. Why? Why are we? Why are we seeing? Oh, should Conte? How long does Conte have in his job? For what? Based off what? Because there, there, there seems to be this. There seems it's to be this good. obsession with with there being two camps at all points with our fan base. Where, whenever a man manager is not getting the results, there's the get the managers out and the players totally let the manager down. Right and. There's that middle ground, that grey area of reasonable, competent thought where you say two things can be true. And yes, there's always going to be situations where a system doesn't accentuate the good points of the squad more than it accentuates the bad. And then there's also going to be that part where you say, eh, the players just aren't of the quality, right? And there's that middle ground where you actually just look at both things and you say, yeah, both things are true. What's the remedy for it? If we get the manager out, do the players move out with him? Probably not. If you get if you keep the manager in and you shift out a bunch of players, then we actually maybe give the manager the best situation to be successful. So I'd say at this point, as 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 ever, we're not going to get a better manager than Conte in terms of stature and and reputation and uh, the ability to command respect from our board. So the logical thing, the reasonable thing would be to understand, yeah, the football's not always great, but if you put the right players in that system, then at the very least we'll get results. And if we're going to talk about winning in the 60s and all of that shit, like because, because for, for some reason we always have to reference 61, but football's moved on from there. So ultimately you're either going to put the right players in to do what the manager wants or you're going to keep the same shit players the same players that haven't been good under free managers now, free competent managers, I should say, and we're just going to start this cycle over again with another person. It's stupid. You see, I, so, I agree. With you. I, I agree. So to with add you, on yeah. that, but yeah, go, go on. on. 
you so I was gonna say to to to, to add on to that, yeah, it's it's not like it's not like I'm saying his 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 job should be at threat or it's a content out thing, but it's like obviously it's come out from his assistant and him and a few journalists that this whole reserve energy thing. So if after the World Cup this is continuing, it's not like his job should be at threat, but it's like there should be conversations that are had there. Like, this is not good enough. Obviously, we're going to have a January transfer window. Remember that, right? So, we, we, we're we going to have to, from, from what's coming out, they're, they're prepared to back him somewhat, right? We don't know what type of calibre players that is, yeah? But my thing is, is when we talk about these players now, we have to say, okay, no one in their right mind would ever have thought Regulon was going to get axed the way he did. Nobody ever thought, no one saw that coming, right? No one even saw that coming with Lacelso. Maybe on Dombele, yeah, we knew. No, was, we definitely uh, saw that was trash. trash. Okay, but but you we get what I'm saying. Well. Come on, like, huh? Regulon, Regulon, I'd, I'd it, was agree on. it was coming, bro. No, you, uh, I, you think, thought, I think Regulon, no, 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 no. You thought Regulon was going to get axed like that? Yes. Yes. What? Yes, bro. What indication did you have? Um, the fact that Conte didn't want to play this guy in the closing stages of the season. The fact that whenever Sessignon was fit, he was prioritising Sessignon over Regulon. No, no, no. No, I get that. But I mean, the way he completely axed him out and they weren't even training with the first team squad. Oh, what? Throws him out? Listen. Yeah. So, so no. So, so, the point I'm trying to make is, yeah, this guy, if he decides, I don't want this guy, um, that's it. The guy's gone. Yeah. Now, when we talk about these players that have let the managers down, it's like, right, cool. He gave Ben Davies a new contract. Whichever one was come with. Whichever yeah. one was come with. Now, 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 this leads me on to my next point. Now, in the next coming windows, if players like Dyer, Sanchez, and one or Emerson or Doherty are still here, cool, right? But then if they let us down next season, I'm coming for his head. Because you are the reason why they are at this club. So I now need him to get rid of them. And you know what? Last year, I was I was, a, I was one of those that said, Dyer can't be a long-term starter, but he can remain as a squad player. Now, no. Get that guy out uh, of this that's club. That's emotional, man. No, miss, no, 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 no. It's not that, emotional. Miss Listen, Dyer is... Uh, no, no, no. You guys played the I most minutes you. of anyone no, in no, the no. squad. I'll, of course he's going to start I'll, making mistakes I'll, when we haven't been rotating. I'll tell you Come why on, it's man. not. I'll tell you why it's not. Because this guy is a born and bred loser. He failed he, he failed in midfield and he has failed at centre back. Yeah? Davis Sanchez is in the same boat as him, right? Sanchez is ten times worse. I'll Brian be Brian Sessignon, something has to be done with this kid because he is absolutely terrible. Yeah? So what I'm saying to you guys is we all sit here and say these players have let down so many managers. Cool. But if he decides to keep them here next season and then they start making mistakes, then it's gonna it's, it's all on him. Then. then who do you blame? You can't keep so, blaming the players. And, so, and there's there's talks of Dyer getting a new contract. So if next season Dyer is still playing and still making mistakes, it's, it's all on him. So the thing is, so so Dyer Dyer's going Dyer's going nowhere. I've I've made I've made my mind up yeah that Dyer's going nowhere. I Conte think, made I mean, his mind up. I don't know what they see behind closed <laughs> Jose doors. Jose made his mind but, up. Yeah, like, but he's he's going nowhere. Yeah, and I don't think I don't think we're gonna get a centre centre back because we play the three at the back. I don't no, think no, we're no, gonna no, get no. a centre centre back. There's no uh, way he's gonna, gonna be starting position. Honestly, I don't. 
I'm confident. I'm confident you... there is no way Eric Dyer is gonna be the leader of that defense next season. No way. Well, I'd have to wait. I'd have to wait and see. But my thing is, my thing is, I wouldn't even be so mad with Dyer being our starting center center back. Let hear me out. I wouldn't be so mad with him being our starting center back, center center back, if our starting team consisted of, say, Romero right center back and uh, Bastone, for argument's sake, just for argument's sake in this, left centre back. I wouldn't even be mad, yeah? Bro, but everything we, else is a mess. Bro, we have to, as a football club, right, we have to move on from Eric Dyer. He has been here for too many years and to he has achieved... Eric Dyer, to act like Eric he, Dyer is the biggest point of contention in our squad is absolute lunacy. He's a thorn in the side, bro. Listen, players players making mistakes is frustrating. I get frustrated just as much as anybody else, but does he he have protection from his midfield? Does any of the centre-back, anybody who plays in that centre, do they have protection from the midfield? Maybe, maybe not, but but hey, side. It's not a Ashton side. Let's 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 recalibrate in it because Dyer is not going anywhere. He's not. Ash, Ash, that Dyer is not going to, going anywhere. But it does not mean that Dyer has to be an undisputed starter. So listen, no, yeah, that's, yeah, okay. the, but, but with, with, with Dyer. Oh, and by the way, by the way, I do think that like Dyer is is us, like. If it was up to me, I'd go get Skriniar and Bassoni. I'll I'll do See. crazy business. I'll do I'll do something that Man United, City do, even Chelsea do. I'll go mad and spend at least two hundred million on just the back line and hope that it all comes together. But you know we are Spurs and we don't do that. Yeah. So what's likely to happen is Dyer gets a new contract, Harry Mook gets a new contract, you know, Son gets a new contract. Listen, Ryan, suspect, he... a new contract. The manager just has to make it work. Let's not let's not deviate because I know you want to talk on Kane. Let's not deviate on Kane. So let's actually close off this Liverpool game. The not no no no. no. I, was, I was going to talk on Kane. What I was going to say is with Dyer, he should be allowed to see out his contract, but then it has to end there. It has to end there. Well, well, but, but Ash, he's twenty. Answer me this question, yeah. Wait, no other serious top six club is going to tolerate these players. So why do we do it? No, you're right. I don't Gabriel, want... Gabriel's been making mistakes on, on just as frequent okay, as a level. But Gabriel this season has been immense. No, Gabriel this season making mistakes every two games. What are we talking nah, about? Come on, bro, Gabriel's been immense this season, bro. He has been, to be fair. Stop it. No, he I wouldn't would go that far to say that Gabriel's been immense. He, he's helped. He, he has he's been, okay. Uh, maybe immense is a bit... That's people that's people doing up too much because they want new players in like his fucking FIFA season one every year. Like I'm not doing that. Like one minute we complain about players not getting their fair shot, and then the next we complain about players getting close to testimonials who have during stages of their time at Spurs heavily contributed in one way or another. Like let's, let's, let's not do that. Does Eric Dyer constitute as a certified starter? If we have the right players in the squad? No. Is he at present the worst center center back in the squad? No, he's not. So as far as I'm concerned, us planning an exit for a player who has 
for a duration of time, been one of the more consistent players, is silly to me. It's silly. And yes, he's made mistakes over the last, what, three games. Cool. Maybe he needs a rest. Maybe he needs a rest. But we don't have anyone better to come in. So again, I'm not looking to drop someone who is better than Sanchez. It's stupid. I'm not saying drop him now. I'm just saying... Come if you think we're going to get two two centre-backs in at we have, summer... We have to get two centre-backs in the summer. We're not going to. Just in the summer. No, no, in no. In the summer. I, 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 I get wait, 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 no, who the ball is. Let's go one by one. Yeah, so look, Ash, when, when size, I beg, I beg you don't interrupt him. So let, let him finish his point. So go on. You're saying we're not going to get two centre-backs in the summer. Our, our two centre-backs are going to be Longley and another guy. Guaranteed. It Guaranteed. Oh, wait, you think we know Longley... We know our board. Yeah, but then, but then, but then, but then, you know, but that's, board. But you know, that's but, the problem. That's the problem. Si, one sec, Ash. One sec, Ash, please. So, but Sai, that defeats the whole purpose of bringing in a manager like Conte then. Why, why bring him in? Take, take why, that up with Levy in them. Yeah, but that's, but that, but that, we have, we, we have, and that, and that's the, and that's the, that's the point that's being made now because Antonio Conte ain't a Pochettino. He's not a project manager. He can, he ain't a project manager. He's going to be here for a couple, he's going to be here. If we're lucky, he'll be here for, Beyond the next season for for another year, and it looks like he wants to stay. But this the the centre back situation it needs major surgery. It does. Like we need two centre backs. We need two centre backs. Hey, listen, Who, listen. So who's free? If who's I, free? If I, in I, general? Please, I would. But I don't listen, it, listen. For, for me, it ain't gonna happen. If, for me, if it, if it's not gonna be dire, cool. Sanchez and Tanganga. See you later. Get two in. That simple. Two two out. Dyer's not two going. In. Huh. Dyer is not going. No, Let's I didn't say no. I, I said Sanchez and Tanganga, see you later. And then just two out, two in. And then yeah. Dyer can can be where he belongs on the bench. <laughs> Listen, speaking hey, of that... Hey, 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 quick question. Quick question. You see that that second defender that you mentioned? What, what was his name again? Tanganga. Oh, you see, you see this is... You see, uh, you're, you're, sparking, you're sparking up the wrong tree. Listen, Tanganga, yeah. Listen. I know he's from Edmonton. That's that's the information that's been passed down. The you need to go back. Yeah. He needs to never come down to, to Northside Tottenham ever again. He is ass. He is a double S. He is so bad, bro. Listen, this and guy. you guys, you guys need to understand this. From time. This is the reason why we became the NSO. Yeah. Because we're not here for no sentimental stuff. But I do hear Get what out. I say. Yeah. That is out. going nowhere. That's fine, yeah? If that is going nowhere, we're not going to get two centre-backs in January. Impossible. It's not happening, yeah? No, not January, well, in the summer, in the summer. Yeah, no, but in, I don't even know if we're going to get two in the summer. That's me just yeah, being brutally honest. Let's do it yeah? in the summer. I, I, reckon, I reckon we only get one. A, a left-sided um, wing-back, wing maybe a right-sided. It depends on which one they, they consider to be more important because of Destiny's Child coming. And then a creative midfielder. That's that's about it. That's all I think we're doing in the summer, if that. And the thing is with Sanchez, yeah, he's got a year left on his contract in the summer, so I think they will move him on this summer. I think they'll sell they it. To. They have to. Yeah, they I think because they, they, they're not going to give. They're not. Sanchez is not going to get a new deal, so I think Sanchez will go. Where where would they where would they sell him? Anywhere. 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 Any club that makes an offer that he yeah. he is willing to accept, and I think Sanchez himself kind of knows that his first time is coming towards the end. I think obviously Tanganga, we almost got. I don't know why they pulled the, pulled the plug on his deal in the summer. Maybe it's because they couldn't get anyone in, which is fair enough, understandable. Keep him, 
But this summer, both of those two got a go. And then it's not a massive, what, what two out, two in, simple. Like, this, bro, yeah. you, like, like we said, Conte's here and to Gang win. has not played any minutes this season, pretty oh. much. Like, so? I, don't, I don't remember seeing him. So can we really, like, can we really expect that somebody who is clearly surplus is going to get replaced? Bro, bro you got... You you got to remember you got to remember he's homegrown yeah there are gonna be Premier League clubs that they are gonna bro bro I'm not saying that he shouldn't go I'm saying can we expect to play that surplus to requirements to be put on the list of players that we immediately need to replace I think that's unrealistic yes yes because what you do is that you replace the bench players like Tanganga and Sanchez with starters which then allows you to move players like Dyer to the bench. So players like Tanganga will have to be replaced by top quality where we can replace uh, uh, where we can replace these guys from the starting eleven. I don't think Longley's going to be here because they want... The reason why they got Longley as a stopgap was so they can go and target the other guy that they couldn't get last season. Yeah, and I if, agree. And if we sell Tanganga... And Sanchez, I can guarantee you that Longley will get be made permanent. I can guarantee. You know, so I don't think so. I want to. So my my last my I think last word on this before we move on on because there there were some positives in the Liverpool game as well before we talk before we move on towards Nottingham Forest. The centre back situation. I know these journalists ain't worth shit these days after all the smoke that they filled our heads that they filled my head with last summer, but. The one thing that they have all been consistent in, even though we haven't seen it come to fruition, is that Spurs are Spurs are and Spurs have been and still are in the market for more than one centre back. That was yeah, the that was the recurring that was the recurring theme all summer to the point where Tanganga was purposely being t- touted to basically go out on a loan spell because they wanted to bring another centre back in off the back of bringing in Longley on loan. So whether Spurs will go out and spend the the hundred million odd required to get in two certified centre-backs, we don't know. But it does look like they're trying to do some serious... They, they're intending to try and do some serious work in the centre-back positions. I, I don't I don't know who it is, but... The thing can't is... Just, one second. One thing for me... Yeah, go on. Because I, I want to move on from the centre-back centre chat, because even though Dyer made that horrendous mistake in the first half, in the second half, we did what we did against Bournemouth, to a certain extent, what we did against Marseille and to a certain extent, what we did against Sport. And obviously, you lot can tell me, but do you guys take any positives from that second half performance? And I'll start with you, Owen, because we haven't really heard from you. From the Liverpool performance? From the Liverpool no, performance. Not, not, not the, the other one. Um, <laughs> to be fair, it's, it's been quite chaotic. Um, do you know what? I liked the centre-back balance. Um, even from the lineup, even though yes, we've spoken on Dyer and he made the mistake, but moving Dyer to right centre back is a slight remedy to Sanchez and Emerson playing together. That's fine. Dyer pushing up in the second half as Conte likes his wider centre backs to do, we got benefits from. Um, it's just having that bravery psychologically and energy to actually do it for most of the game instead of like one half. Um, other than that, um. Yeah, I liked Kulizewski being back. Obviously, we've needed him. I think he's another remedy for a lot of our problems, um, actually creating chances in this structure because it has been a bit rigid. 
purely because of the profile players we we have had out and the the energy levels at the moment. Um, Kulisevsky pretty much the only person that can make the right decisions in interplay in between midfield and attack to actually create chances. So yeah, essentially him being back in the balance of Longley being um, centre centre back, die right centre back. Yeah, um, that's that's encouraging for me going forward after the World Cup break. Fair, fair. And um, Sai, I guess I'll come to you on this. I know you you don't really like the midfield three, but in the second half, it, surely it's fair to say that we did, Hoybier aside anyway, we saw the likes of Bissouma and Benton call like, up the levels. I thought they were very good in the second half. Um, I like the balance between those two, I think. Bentoncourt has to be the one that gets forward. He's the only player out of our midfield uh, quartet, if you will, who can actually play in that right-hand channel and do anything worth a sort um, in terms of the energy off-ball and as well as production on it. Um, the alternative he can actually run that, with the ball as well. Yeah. yeah. The, the, the alternative to that is to basically mitigate against Hoybier's lack of off-the-ball uh, work and effectiveness, if you will, and pop him in that right channel. But that's a story for another day. Kulisevsky is is the highlight of that half, though. The cameo just showed you that, yeah, as as uh, Owen said, the balance is all wrong when he's not on the pitch. But also, Kane doesn't move when he's not on the pitch. Kane does fuck all when he's not on the pitch. Kane stands around and jogs back from offside positions when Kulisevsky's not on the pitch. So... Basically, we need Kulisevsky to play to get anyone in that front line doing anything worth assault. Otherwise, it's all set pieces and and flipping uh, defender goals, pretty much. Like, so we do need to we do need to nurture him back into fitness. I, I'm I'm hoping that he gets a bit of rest uh, over the World Cup period and and gets back to fitness. Otherwise, I think the second half is going to be a real real tough season. Interesting. Um, Ash, I'll come to you on this before we get on to Nottingham Forest. So I quite liked Perisic's performance in the second half. Did you did his performance give you any sort of any sort of indication that he can actually be because he has changed games for Spurs this season, but you know what I mean? In terms of what we need from Perisic in over the course of the 90 minutes, he's not really been that dynamic wing back we wanted. So did you get any sort of encouragement from his performance against Liverpool at left wing back, or is it just Trent Tats? Nah, I definitely did. I think for me, I've my kind of assessment on Perisic is that he struggled this season. Although he's got seven assists, that's just down to his brilliant end product. And that that is always going to be with him, right? That that's never not going to be there. But I think defensively, I think he struggled with pace of the Premier League. But I never doubted his end product. And I think he's some. I'm hoping that he's someone that will take time to get you because he, as an athlete, is is a phenomenal athlete. Yeah, we all know that these Croatians they can go for a long time. Yeah, so for me, I just think that he's slowly coming into it, and I hope that that Liverpool game is is like a a reminder to everyone that this is what this is what Perisic can do. But you, I, I don't really want to apply. Trent tax to it because that was a good performance from him. Interesting. Fair. Fair. Well, you know what? That's enough positive talk because I don't think this team deserves deserves much positive. No, nah, they don't. They me. don't. So let's 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 move swiftly on to, to Nottingham Forest and Jesus Christ. Honestly, like Sai will tell you and Owen, I was 
laughing hysterically because I just like even to this day I, I just can't believe that we lost to them playing that bad. Like it was <laughs> yeah, Bro, I, kind of those... I can't lie to you. I watched the first 20 minutes and then I turned on I put it on the inter game. <laughs> At least you saw goals in the inter game. Hey, I saw for, a lot of goals. For Go me, on. I t- I take the rough with this move in it. I, I, I laughed through the result too. I had a little kip in the middle uh, at halftime just to see if I was having a nightmare. No, it's just that one one performance per season where we totally stink up the joint against opposition that we should walk over. Um, I don't put too much stock in it. Everyone knows my thoughts on the League Cup. It is what it is. Playing such a strong side when we have so many games, stupid decision-making. Jed Spence cameo, cool. Everyone's going to be... Uh, Skeeting all over the place, wall to wall, uh, for the next for the next three weeks. But he ain't playing until he goes on loan. So get over it. Um, and yeah, man, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what he develops into. That's literally my takeaway from the game: is Jed Spence, nice little cameo. Get your loan, my son, and come back when we probably have a new manager. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> yeah, I want to talk. I want to speak to to Yao quickly because. And are you still there, yeah? He's still there, I think. I don't know. It's off mute. It's on mute. Anyway. Yeah, I'm still here. All right, cool. I want to. I want to. I want to ask you about your much maligned. Actually, I'm not even going to call him what you call him. That's very disrespectful. Harry Kane, not Harry M word. Yeah. So. What well, Mook? Yeah, yeah. Address him as his name, please. No, no, Harry Kane. So let's talk Mook. Harry Kane because the reason why I want to talk Harry Kane is because um, it's about like more so like player welfare and, and and Conte and his use of Harry Kane this season. So like Dyer, I, I think Harry Kane, in fact, no, Harry Kane has played all 21 matches this season. I think he's the only player, correct me if I'm wrong, guys, I think he's the only player in the squad to have played every single game that we've had this season. Um, it's looking like the guy is quite evidently running out of gas because he's playing he's a lot of minutes. He, he's, he's playing a lot of minutes. Like, and yet Conte not only starts him, but plays him 60 minutes in a game that we still went on to lose. Do you apply any sort of consideration to Kane's fatigue in some of his performances that you've seen this season? Yeah, I would say very much so. Because I think um there has been times where he has actually pulled out some um good moments for Spurs. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think the second half against Marseille, he pretty much expended the rest of his energy. Um, thought he played really, really well in that second half, having to play with Lucas. I think um, playing out top with Perisic in that game, although I think it was still without hindsight, the right decision for a Liverpool game, I think playing him, uh, him and Perisic up top against Nottingham Forest, when you could have played uh, Hill in this game, even if he's Okay, yeah, he's lightweight, right? But at least you've got a lot of energy around Kane. Like we know he's actually someone who's lively, can actually counter press quite well as well. Whereas Kane can't do any of that right now. Um, yeah, his press. I felt like he was kind of just thrown under the bus a bit for that game. I agree. I agree. I agree. And um, I think it's. I think it's. I. I, I want to. I just want to say. I just want to say. Can you? Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. Can you guys hear me? Yeah. Hello. 
Yeah, yeah. yeah so we can hear you. I, I just want to say on the whole, on on the whole, um, that guy up up top, uh, conundrum. He has played a lot of games. He's probably, you know, he probably is shot and does need to be rested. But funnily enough, I'm not actually going to blame him for the amount of games he's played and the amount of minutes he's played. I'm not actually going to blame him. I'm going to blame the club. I'm going to blame the club for this because we've had ample amount of summers to go out and get a younger, um, I, I wouldn't say amazing quality, but at least a good enough quality that, you know, you could see, let's say for argument's sake, I'm not even going to throw a name out there. Let's say we've got a good enough striker, just a decent enough striker where Conte, for argument's sake, changes the lineup and puts Kane on the bench. And people will be like, you know what? It's fine. He gets a rest, but this striker is just as dangerous or can get a goal on his day. That's something that the club has to do. We have gone, what, since his best summer, his best return was 16, 17, I think, in terms of just goal scored for the calendar year. But his best performance for me personally was under Jose when he got like 23 goals and X amount of assists. We've had n- numerous amount of summers where we can go out into the market, spend 60, 60 million, because that's the going rate, 60, 70 million, that's the going rate, on a striker that we can at least say, you know what, if we're going to rest, rest this guy, when we play this striker, we can just be just as dangerous as when the, other, when the main guy comes and does his thing. But Bro, we there were days where we used to have four strikers, remember that? Yeah, we used yeah. to have four strikers. Um, yeah, then... Exactly. But we haven't done that. So what, what's happened now, yeah, is he's now played 41 games, 90 minutes in probably every single one of those games, bar maybe two or three, and he's shot. And so we, we, the fans, are watching him and we're like, he's barely running. He's barely moving. He's barely doing anything. And then he might pop up with a goal and, the, and then these stupid journalists will come out and say, oh, it's an 8 out of 10 performance. Because, <laughs> you know, he, he, he's, he's bloody scored a goal. Get, get your flipping rocks off, yeah? You're taking the piss. The simple fact of the matter is, as the club, the club have done him a disservice and done us, the fans, a massive disservice by saddling us with just one striker. It doesn't make sense. It's absolutely ridiculous. And then when we do get onto him for his bad performances in games where we just need something, yeah, people will be like, oh, but he's tired. Well, what do you mean he's tired? He shouldn't, like, literally know how to conserve your energy if, if you know you're not going to be turning up against freaking Burnley every single week. You should at least give us something, something to freaking look at against United. Not getting out-jumped by Lissandro Martinez, who oh everyone's been ridiculing for the last Did he season. win a single he header against... Tight. Did he win a single aerial draw against Lissandro in that game? I, I couldn't tell you. I honestly it's couldn't embarrassing. tell you. He did. He did. But you, he know, did. You, know one, you know one thing that I don't understand, yeah, is earlier on in this season... For no reason, Conte dropped Kulisevsky for three straight games and played Richarlison out of his position where he stunk up the place, understandably, on the right-hand side. Now, we've bought Richarlison and people say his best position is on, on uh, is as a number nine. Why have there not been games this season where Richarlison has played up front and Kane has been on the bench? Why? Hmm, exactly. This is what we bought him for, bro. Exactly. And I think that's the point. And that's the point I was trying to get. That's another point I was trying to get to the King chat. Because we, let's 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 call a spade a spade. Even a fully fit Harry Kane this season with lots of energy has had stinkers. Even in games where he scored, he's had mares. Nottingham Forest, he had a mare. 
Um, the game against Southampton, when we won 4 1, he had a mare. Like, Kane has not hit his best form. But like Owen said this season, he's had moments. But now, when there was such an emphasis made on squad, we need to improve the squad. We need to improve the squad. We need to improve the squad all summer. That's the narrative from Conte. It almost feels like I'm getting onto Conte. Like, I'm not trying to, but when he's making mistakes, you just have to call him out. And with the with the Richarlison thing as well, Richarlison was playing and playing wide right. If, in fact, he wasn't even wide. He was playing like an inside right formation for the most part. Came playing 90 minutes. Yes, the, the other day was the perfect opportunity. The guy's just come back from injury. Give him a run out. Let him play 60 or 70 odd minutes. Take him off. And if you need to bring on Harry Kane, you bring him on for 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 for, for ten Bro. minutes. It did, it did it did not make any sense to me. I'm looking like all for the last I would say since probably since the end of September, the last week of September up until Sunday, up until Sunday, last Sunday, Spurs had had Spurs had had serious issues in in, in the attack in a sense where uh, Kuliseski was injured. Then that bonehead Lucas Moura was injured. So then you only had Richarlison, Kane and, and, and Son. And now we get to a point where we're heading into that Nottingham Forest game. Richarlison is available to, to play. Kulisewski available to play. Even that bonehead Lucas Moura available to play. Harry Kane available to play. Plus Brian Hill. So you essentially had five attackers to choose from. Why? Why does Harry Kane have to be one of those attackers that starts? Why do you have to play two up top? The... It just it, it didn't make any sense to me. And listen, size hit the nail on the head. Spurs, Spurs are good for a shit performance, a really shit performance against terrible opposition, at least once a season. We've seen it with Pacos de Ferreira. It's happened. NFC, it's happened way too many times this season, bro. Yeah, and yeah, no, you say that, but Nottingham, we've not lost to many sides at Nottingham Forest this season. That's the that's the point I'm making. Nottingham Forest are legitimately twentieth. You do not need to go heavy, heavy. If you're going to go out, at least give some people a run out. So, because now it just feels like we've played players that we needed for 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 the Leeds game, the much tougher game against Leeds on Saturday. We've played players for no reason because we've just gone out anyway. It didn't make any sense to me. No, I think I think I think his the use of like like you just said. The one thing for me is Conte. You got to use the squad better than you are, man. Like. It's 100. 100%. 100%. Um, Owen, sorry, did you want to say something? No, no, I was um, pretty much just in agreement with um, with everything that was said, really. And um, yeah, I guess uh, on to Leeds. Um, I don't know if there was any other positive points from that, but for me, um, I guess it was only touched upon that. Like, oh, Spence only got his like five minutes of fame or whatever, but. Yeah, for me, he has to get minutes against Leeds as well. And I know we'll probably get into the preview more, but the performance from here, and this is what makes me know that our standard for right wing backs, the, the, the bar is low. Like, it's so, so low because so low. I've now put Doherty in the category of can only play with Kulisevsky as well. But Thanks. just to see Spence being able to carry the ball confidently, he can glide and he actually dribbles with his head up. Like, this is what actually made me um, realise that the bar was that low. Like, he can beat players. He's really aware of players around him. And for me, these are, again, hallmarks of what Conte needs in, in the right wing back. So, 
yeah, it's it's strange seeing um, some of the performances that Spencer's put in, albeit very limited. Mm. Um, he hasn't actually put a foot wrong in any of the minutes he's played, so I, I don't know why he hasn't been rewarded more. And, uh, and, and this is why I don't understand. I, I don't understand why people agree with Spence not starting, saying, "Oh no, he's not like." If any other man, if any other manager was here and they was playing Spence, no one would be saying, "Oh, you shouldn't be playing him." No one would say that. It's weird. Yeah. If the two, if the two right wing backs are consistently stinking up the place week in week out against someone like Leeds, what harm does it do? Yeah. No. I, I think it, it just doesn't make sense. And what what is scarier is when you. When you see the age of Spence and you compare him to the age of the wingbacks that are playing, yeah, Ryan Sessingham is 22 years old. Ryan Sessingham is 22 years old. I'm literally Bro, Googling. I, one sec, gets... one sec, Ash, one sec. So um, and we'll, talk, we'll talk on him as well because we're previewing the game. So Ryan Sessingham is... Ryan Sessingham is three months, three months older than Jed Spence, yeah? Emerson Royale is around 10 months older than Jed Spence. So these guys are all relatively young. Yeah. What's scary about the whole Spence situation is now it's like, because Conte has made a point of not playing him, he's making it out to be a bigger thing than it should be. It should not be, it should not be contentious to play Jed Spence. It can't, because when you look at the options that we have at wingback, you shouldn't even have to think, about, oh, do I pick this guy? Because, oh, he's played championship football. My brother, just use your eyes. Just use your eyes and give this guy an opportunity. And nobody's saying give him an opportunity because, oh, Spence is the bee's knees. No. Just give him an opportunity because the guys that you're playing in front of him are not doing a good enough job. They're not. Bro, even forget the guys in contention, the guy on the other side of the pitch. How is Sessignon getting the amount of minutes he does and Spence gets nothing. Talk to talk to Sessignon's biggest fan right here, Owen. It's not I knew you would do that, but he's not yeah, my boy. Yeah, he's, not, he's your boy. Be honest when about him, when I call this guy he scrub, like, oh. is an absolute um, because buff. you blamed him for that goal against Liverpool, the first goal where he wasn't at fault. Like because because you hate him, you kind of get onto him. No, more. I, I didn't blame You're him. You're a bit harsher. Him. Yes, you did. You were like, "Where is Sessegnon after Liverpool no. scored?" And... No, no, no. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. Yes, you I actually did. did. I can if pull I did, up the receipt now. If I if I did, it was heat at the moment because I watched it back. And yeah, okay, I'll give you that. You know, it was heat at the moment. Do you know but... what? Do you know for me when I gave up on him was last season when we played Chelsea. And Ziyech scored that goal. And I saw Sessignon just stand there. I was like, get out of this club. Just get out. My only, like, my only point about Sessignon is that he's 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 been more effective than Emerson Real. And that has been oh, literally yes. my only point the They're whole time. They're just as bad as each other. They are just oh, yeah. as bad as each other. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay, mate. You're yeah. saying that Emerson's better than Sess. Emerson's no, no, better. no, they're just... They're, this they're... is going to go down the pointless road and the pointless conversation. Yeah, 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 I just thought when you have painted Sessignon as my boy, he is I, boy, I've had to take a slight L on him because he's boy, he's I thought he'd be able to commit more this season if he's... You know what, I've taken an L because I thought Sessignon was better than Reglon and I was wrong. He was last season, though, and he was good last he season. He wasn't last season. I told, you, was, I told you this in the summer, Owen. He wasn't better than Reglon last season. He wasn't. 
He's yes, never he been better than Regulon. He's never been re- better than Regulon. He might not actually be better than him as a player, but he was better you for know what? last he season than Regulon. He definitely I'm, being dead, I'm being dead serious. He needs to go back to the championship. He's crap. Anyway, but let's 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 preview this Leeds game as well. Yeah. So I'll stick on you then, um, Owen. Like okay. looking ahead to this game because I'm not sure if any of you guys have watched it, but I watched the overlap the other day, and I was speaking to. Well, sorry, they were they were speaking to a Leeds fan. He was basically talking about how the jury's still out on Jesse Marsh, and how weirdly he said that it's quite easy for teams to play against Leeds, which. I found a little bit surprising. I know, obviously, the, the table, the position in the table shows it, but when you actually have watched Leeds this season, their press is really, really relentless, and not many teams can live can live with that 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 level of aggression when they're on the when 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 you're on the ball and they're coming towards you. Like they're almost really, similar to Bielsa, kind of like in the intensity level. Yeah, and 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 that's that's the point I'm making. But he said, yeah, teams are teams find it easy to play against them because all they'll do is they'll just go direct. They'll just go direct and they'll bypass the press. And if you can hold up the ball on the opposition half, then you're in on their goal. So what do you make of Leeds? Because we struggled against them at home last year. I know we won, but we we really did struggle. I'd like to... I kind of liked what I saw against them when I watched them against Liverpool. Um... I don't think like their press is probably a bit overstated. Like it, they try and show a bit of energy, but they're not. They're not great. Like Liam Cooper at the back, he's, back then, he's he's horrible. Like there is no way he he came out with that Liverpool win with any kind of credit. He gave up at least three clear cut chances. Liverpool under practically no pressure oh. on his end. So that's one. Um, I'm not sure about Jesse March's ability to coach a team, a pressing team anyway, having seen his Leipzig side as well. Yeah, um, they were all over the place, Leipzig. All over the place. So, yeah, it's it was it's a shame because the hallmark of our play last season is like we did have the option to go direct because our forwards were actually, excuse me, able to hold the ball. Um, I don't think we can do it that much this season. So, it, it, it's going to be a difficult game. Like I was saying um, in the group chat and um, the last pod as well, like, I'm not expecting a good performance. I'm not expecting a good performance. I, I'm still expecting a win, but I'm not expecting a good performance until after the World Cup. That said, we should be quite comfortable against Leeds. Like, <laughs> no matter what the personnel we play or the energy we have, we, we team, I still think we'll be able to play through yeah. them. And yeah, get out yeah. players like Liam Cooper who aren't good. The midfielders aren't great without Calvin Phillips having left. They haven't really replaced him that well. Um, but yeah, do you, but I guess I'll ask this with Ash because I echo your thoughts. I think eleven v eleven, this really should not be a contest. It really shouldn't be, especially with the way they play. Yeah, and yeah, I'm I'm going to come to you now. In this Ash, with the way they play and with with Conte's optimum tactic like we we want the sides that that are going to come onto us and leave all the space in behind but ash the point i'm trying to make here is the form spurs are in right now the lack of a romero in the back line players who have played too many minutes and plus our sluggish first half starts for me 
even though it's a game I expect Spurs to win, it's a game that I feel like we will make harder than it needs to be because with the way Leeds play, if they're getting on to us and we don't have, we can't match their energy and we can't beat their press, then it makes it a, a, a bit of an uncomfortable first half again, right? Uh, for me, I think it's going to be uncomfortable. For me, it depends. If Kulisewski starts, I've mm. got a little bit of hope. He's starting. He's starting. Uh, I got a bit of hope. If not, I think it's going to be one of those games. Sanchez is going to play. We're going to struggle to play out from the back. I, I wouldn't say that they're going to pepper us and they're going to do this and that. I, I don't think they're going to. I don't. I don't think they're going to really put it on us like 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 other teams have. But I think we will struggle if Kulu's not starting. And it, if he doesn't start, it's going to be a game where I feel that we're just going to have to wait. We're just gonna have to hope for him to come on as soon as possible and and and, and get something out. Why? Of why is Sanchez gonna start? Yeah, I don't think he will start. No. Oh, you yeah. think you think it's gonna be Dyer, Longley, and Davies? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think I don't think he would. I don't think he can afford to deviate from that, especially after Sanchez is. You know, if, if, I think for me, I like what I see from Longley on the ball. I think that central centre back role is kind of suit kind of suited him. So I think. I think we'll, yeah. If Sanchez doesn't play, I think we'll, we'll be a little bit, we're a little bit more comfortable. He won't start. But I just, I don't know. Like Kane, I just don't know what Kane I'm gonna get. Like I just, he's just been lackluster. He, he's just not really, not really doing it for me right now, man. I'll be real with you. Like that's that. But I think he's gonna score. I think he's gonna score. And and you know what I'm worried about, yeah. I look at Benton Court and I'm thinking to myself, if this guy gets injured, we are finished. Well, yeah. we don't. To be honest, we, we, this is our last game, right? So I think we, we just got em, for me personally, we got to empty the clip, and and nah. we, no, we do, we do. We have to empty the clip. We have to empty the clip, and we need to win. And we, we have no, to no, win. no, yeah, we need to win. But I think we need to like be be kind of manage the game well. Do you get what I'm saying? I no, what I mean by empty the clip is I mean we need to use as many of our best players as possible in this game. That's what I mean by empty the clip. Oh, we, need to yeah. throw what, we need to throw what we can at I, them. I, I'm, I'm just worried because I've seen him pull up against Marseille, hamstring problem. Obviously, he got rested for Bournemouth, but then he came on. I'm just worried that... Not them. Not them. I, I ju I'm just worried that this guy is, is playing in the red zone right now. Because if Most he's injured, we're finished. We are, fin we are finished if he's injured. He's been, for me, our most important player this season. And I, he... I, I disagree with that personally. So who's been our most best player? It's season? changed. It's I think our most important player has changed as the season has progressed. You can't tell me in the first month of the Premier League that Benton Core is our most important player. That's not true. I think he had a poor start to the season as well. To be fair, yeah. I, I, I almost wish that poor. the other cast members were still here. But Huibia started much it's better like than really Benton Core, yeah. and in the past few weeks, it has it it's sort of flipped. It's done a flip the last two. I three think weeks. in the, I think in I think Benton Cole can I, I wouldn't say poor, but I think he had uh, bits uh, like nah, nah, come on, Ash. He was legitimately stinky in the first. No, 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 no. He, 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 he compare the standards he between then and now. No, no, no. He, he started slowly, but well, like I always say, the cream always rises, right? Eventually. Players will start playing to their level, and you'll start seeing who's who and who's what. So I think now he's playing at his level, which is where I have always seen him, and that's the reason why I wanted him before 
he even came to Spurs. So I think this is what I expect of him. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, hundred. He's a but, good player. So, so he's when he's player. At, so when he's playing at this level, it's just a worry for me that if this guy gets injured, I don't know. So I just I hope we can. Yeah, we just need to get to the World Cup. No more injuries. Win this game. And and see where we go after the World Cup, but I'm not really expecting, I'm not really expecting a great performance. I'll be real. I think hopefully, we'll be, I, I think go on. Hopefully, second half we come out and we can put it on them, and then hopefully we can get a cricket. Bro, we are due a cricket score. When was the last time we beat someone four 0 Leicester, uh, but not 60. like that. Not me. Uh, Bro, that, I was at that game. Yeah, we got absolutely smoked in that yeah. first half. We did. We did. Let's let's not let's 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 not digress. So on, yeah. on on this Leeds game, on this Leeds game, I think I personally feel that um, we need a reaction, and I feel like even though we might find the game uncomfortable at parts, simply because of how sluggish we've been as of late, I think we're gonna get that reaction personally. Um, and I do think the, the the players coming back fit definitely helps. I think the fact that Benton Core is fit, I think it helps. Um, unfortunately, unfortunately, we're gonna have to see Chicken Royale. But if if I'm looking at that lineup, Chicken Royale aside, Chicken Royale aside, I think that lineup that we expectedly will put out should be good enough. That to, should shouldn't be a worry. Shouldn't be put, worried to put leads to the sword. I'm looking at it now. So we mentioned the back. The back three will be, in my opinion, and Owen's opinion, Dyer, Longley, and Davies. I think they'll play Larice and goal. Perisic will play left wing back because Sessignon is injured. Um, probably, <laughs> God forgive me, but when I saw that news that he was injured, bruh, I smiled, and <laughs> I smiled, bro. I smiled not because is not because I'm wishing injury on man, but just because he wouldn't even be an he wouldn't even be worth considering for Conte. Like the fact that Perisic. I knew 1,000% to start in that game. I smiled. Do you know what, though, yeah? I don't think he's going to play Richarlison, Kane and Kulisewski. I, don't I think, think he's will. I, don't I think, think he's good I think he's going to keep one. I think he's going to keep one on the bench. I think he'll play all three. I, I, re- I, I all honestly three. reckon he's going Richie and Kane up front in a 3-5-2. I can't see that. Personally. I can't see Richie starting that soon. Yeah. I've injury. And I think really? Kulisewski being more minutes in the tank, I think he'll start... Um, do you know I've been wanting like I really hope he starts as front three and I think he probably will but I don't think it'll be a Richie and Kane too I think if Richie starts it has to be Kulisevsky Kane Richie like it won't be a front two of Kane and Kulisevsky Kane up front that's going to be interesting I think be... I think no matter what Kulisevsky starting so it's just the the, the point of contention is maybe maybe just Richarlison but well, think... he'll probably what is Luca he'll probably do Lucas Kane Kulu hmm Lucas don't really really play left wing, though. I think he's going to play Richarlison, personally. I I genuinely believe he's going to play it. And I think start the game off with your... Start the game off with with them. You've got got more on the bench. You've got... If he goes 3-4-3, you've got Pesuma on the bench. Like Start the game with them and try and put the game to bed early, man. I think even though Wolves do do have this ultra-suffocating press, you you guys are right. Sometimes... um, like it's it's quite easy to get at the defense. I saw um I was watching the game a against... bit too gun ho, like just gun ho football. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I was watching the game against Bournemouth, their game against Bournemouth, and Bournemouth were literally ripping them, absolutely ripping them to shreds in mm. transition, killing them. But I'm talking Bournemouth. If Kiefer Moore wasn't so poor, if 
Tavernier didn't miss his chance. Like, Bournemouth could have scored at least five goals against Leeds in the first half. So, as as much as Aronson is a threat, as much as Sinistera is a threat, um, um, my man, the Somerville, Somerville, Nonto, like, even Tyler Adams' energy, like, they, they've got, they've definitely got the tools to make it a difficult game for Spurs. But let's be real. We've we've lost four of our last seven games. It's our last game before the World Cup. We haven't won at home in our last three matches. I cannot, I cannot, and I will not accept this team not not winning again for the nah, fourth. Do, do you know what? I I can't happen, stand. Man. I can't stand going to games losing. So I'm going tomorrow and laugh. They better not hmm. even think about losing. I don't think Conte is going to let us lose. I, I think yeah, it's too much now. Like it's too much, that, especially off the off the back of that Nottingham Forest result. Sutton's got to give. Like, and I think I think Leeds, unfortunately for them, they're the ones that are going to have to be the team that see us get back to winning ways. But we have to win. So yep. for me, I'm gonna and I'll ask Ryan as well. I'm going for three one. I think we're gonna win. I think Kane's gonna score. I think Richarlison's gonna get his first goal for the club. And I think um, I think Perisic might get his first goal for the club as well. I think his performances have been improving um, in recent weeks. I think he's going to get his first goal. So, um, Owen, I'll go to you next. What's your prediction? Yeah, I think we'll go three-one as well. So, annoying. Like, I just want to see us end the stat of us. I think the last five domestic games in a row, we've gone two-nil down. Perfect. That, that run. I'm not have... expecting like a stellar performance, even with Kulisevsky being back. 100. Um, I think he can. Into it, but he's the either. only player. One sec, only player that um who's like in that forward line who's not going to the World Cup, so he can kind of play freely. If he gets a little niggle, he'll have time to heal. It's fine. Um, yeah, I expect us maybe even conceding first, but yeah, I think three ones um a sensible prediction. Ash, yeah, we can't. We need to stop this conceding first stuff, man. Like. It's, it's like so many times I think like it it takes it takes for us to go go down till we start playing. But I, I agree with you. I think we might go go down, but I'm gonna go the same score three one. Okay, fair, fair, fair. Well, listen for those who are still listening, watching. Um, thanks for tuning in. This has been the New Spurs Order. It's, it was a very very chaotic episode to start with because too many players are being spoken about, and you know how it gets, man. Spurs, we love them. We hate them, but we ain't going to stop supporting them. But Ash, thanks for coming on, bro. Thanks for um, having me on. It's a pleasure, uh, man. Thanks for having me on. Game. Sorry? Uh, shout outs to everyone in the chat as well, by the way. Probably see you at the game. I'm, I'm in North Stand tomorrow, man. So. Oh, dead. Dead. Yeah. Do you know what it is? I'm taking my nephew in it. So I thought I ain't taking oh, fair, it. Fair, 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 fair. Fair. And, and fair enough, man. And big up people who put the super chats in. Big up Jerome as well. He says, we are again complaining about the manager style of play when the same brain dead players are letting everyone down on the potch, Mourinho and now Conte. Listen, he's got a point, but I mean, it doesn't mean Conte is above criticism. That's all. Conte is not above, <laughs> it's not above criticism. Bedknobs and, and Broomstick says, could another manager get more out of the squad? Um, yeah, I would say so. Yeah, I think Conte, and I think this is, you know, the, I don't know what, before we end it, guys, just a quick point here. This talk on Conte getting more out of the squad. I've, is it fair to say that he got more out of last year's squad, which is weaker than this one? Yeah, yeah, 100%. Evidently, yeah, because yeah. you just look at the results and the performances. Uh, 
That being said, you have to caveat it with us playing one game a week. Yeah, one most week. Of, I, I would ju- most I would of 2022. One game a week. Yeah. One game okay. a week. Yeah. Well, listen, we'll end it there. Folks, thanks for getting involved in the chat. Thanks for getting involved in the pod and the conversation. Um, make sure to subscribe as well. Touchline Fracas. Um, one word on Twitter, on Instagram. Make sure to follow us as well, specifically. New Spurs Order, one word on Instagram and Twitter. Take care, bless up, and enjoy your weekend. Take care, lads. Have a good peace, one. Peace, peace, peace. On debut, Tunge Ondombele has scored the equaliser for Spurs. Lucas Moura clips it. Oh, great goal! Stephen Bergwijn has arrived in North London! That is absolutely incredible on debut! Oh, yeah! Sports Social Podcast Network.